Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is a good day. For the Buccaneers. In fact, the last few days have been good days for the Buccaneers. We had a chance to talk to Jason Light. He was there as they sort of reintroduced us to a couple of players that are uh, better off than they were. Jamel Dean and linebacker Anthony Nelson both signed new deals, of course, as unrestricted free agents to stay with the team. But it was really interesting not just to talk to those two guys, but also Jason Light. And I love... Listen, and he said versions of this in different ways, really, since the end of the season. But this one was a little more emphatic. And you know what? If he wants to take a victory lap after the first couple of days of free agency, I think he's earned it. Uh, and so has the Bucks front office. And he said, and again, some of this is repetitive. If I go back in time, I'd do it all again. We pushed about or borrowed about $100 million against this year's cap and future cap to do what we did. Came close the second time, but you know, if anybody wants to criticize what we did, they can come to any of our three homes and look at our rings. (laughs) And we're going to pursue another one too. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Throwing the jewelry out there, are we? I kind of like that. And, And of course, nobody would disagree with them. And a bunch of people from the NFL that covered the NFL and others said, heck yeah. (laughs) <laughs> sure you would. I mean, and, and the resume is there, right? Brady came in, wins the Super Bowl in his first year, Super Bowl 55, takes him to the playoffs three three years in a row, wins the division twice, two home playoff games and a home Super Bowl. Why wouldn't you do it again, right? It was it was Camelot, essentially. Um, and and so that it goes without saying, but it's kind of it's kind of in your face to say it. And the part that that is interesting is, and we're going to pursue another one too. Here's the thing about this football team, and and listen, they're not deep, and they're not young, and the, you know they're going to be younger. And it's not like the Raheem Morris thing where we're young, we're hungry, we're younger. They're not quite there, um, but there's a mixture of veterans, and and certainly they have to get younger. But what I what's interesting about this off season is. What didn't they do that they set out to do, given their salary cap? I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, they were, you know, more than fifty-seven million dollars over the the two hundred twenty-four point eight million dollars salary cap. Thirty-five million of that was dead money to Brady, who decided to retire and heap it all on this year. But despite all that, think about what they've done. So they re-signed Dean, who was the number four free agent in all of free agency for for all all players, not just corners. They brought back Levante David, who was also in the top 15 or so. Uh, and those were their two highest-rated players in free agency. They also added Baker Mayfield. And so they checked the quarterback box, competition for Kyle Trask, et cetera. And then on Friday, they signed, or on Thursday, they signed um, running back Chase Edmonds, who is a pretty productive guy. He was with a couple teams last year, Denver and Miami kind of in that Giovanni Bernard role, if you will, 
pass catcher, uh, you know, good runner, all that stuff. They traded Shaq Mason. They re-signed Aaron Stinney, and they may not be done. It's a possibility that they're not quite done yet. And so, you know, for all the hand-wringing about, yeah, this is ground zero, they're going back to the basement, and look, maybe they will, right? Maybe they don't make a push in the NFC South this year. There's a lot of highway ahead of us, as as they say. But he said, you know what, with all the challenges going into this offseason, um, it's good to know that people still believe in the vision that we have and the ability of we have as a football team to still compete. I think they will be competitive. And it is a compliment. You know, guys like Jamel Dean, who's, you know, he's a different cat. He loves his teammates. He loves Todd Bowles. He credits him with teaching him football. And he even said at one point, it's not fair for me to go to some other coach and let him reap the benefits. And and the money was there. It's not like these guys are playing for free. Nobody's playing for free. But it does say something about these guys that came back, Steve, that, that think, hey, we got a chance to win. Like, don't just write us off because Tom Brady's not here. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you get guys like Levante David who wants to stay here, he could have gone and chased a ring somewhere else. Absolutely. And Jamel Dean. And, and mm-hmm. look, as we've said all along, I, I don't think the Bucks are going to compete for a Super Bowl this season. Nope. But they're fixing their financial situation so they can in the future. That's correct. Because they pushed, mm-hmm. what, $100 million worth of cap down the road. Down the road, yeah. To to win a Super Bowl with Tom Brady and two division titles, three playoff appearances. Mm-hmm. So now they're they're eating some of that this year. They've pushed some. Yep. I mean, they've they've deferred some other money now with some of the restructures, but yep. they'll have a lot less of that next year. They're getting their house in order so they can compete again. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. And they're not tanking. They're not trying to lose. They're not going for the number one draft pick. They're not doing right. that. They have cap constraints because they're trying to get their house in order so they can compete in the future. At some point, every team has to do this that defers money. The Bucks are going to take their lump, so to speak, this year. I think they got the best possible quarterback for that situation at $4 million, up to $8.5 million. Yeah. I mean, so, so Baker signed for that. Who was the quarterback today that signed for basically the same deal? Drew Locke. Drew Locke did. Resigned with Seattle yeah. for almost the same money. To be a yeah. backup in Seattle. Yeah. Signed for $4 million has to no, $7.5 Has no chance of starting. Zero chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, Geno Smith just signed a three-year deal, and that, that's what Baker Mayfield hopes he becomes is Geno Smith. But Drew Locke, who hasn't played much at all, got backup money, and so did Baker Mayfield, who left a lot on the table. He did. and and But... You know, he came to really the best situation in the NFL at that pay range mm-hmm. to start. Yeah, I mean, I mean you know, who who else? What other team that's paying around that that money for quarterbacks? I mean, New Orleans paid forty million for Derek Carr. The Raiders paid what they paid for Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. But to pay in the less than ten million dollar range, and to essentially be the starter, I mean. It's, I mean, Andy Dalton's say, going to Carolina, and mm-hmm. there's a chance that maybe whoever they take number one overall, mm-hmm. they don't want to rush into the lineup on day one. I don't know that they've said that, but there's a chance of that. Mm-hmm. He's making $8 million too. But even if you he know? starts day one, the odds of him starting by the end of the year are probably less. Remote, yeah. Unless, you know, he just knocks it out of the park. Right. You know, where else could you go and, you know, they're going to tell you it's a quarterback competition with Kyle Trask. Mm-hmm. 
it you might, really don't it, buy that. Do you? I don't buy it. <laughs> I know others do, and others say, and, and, and the team's going to say it's a competition. And I think I think yeah. you're going to see Kyle get more reps than a oh, sure. a a backup would in in, in training camp. He's going to get more yeah. of the first string reps. It'll than, be a true than a split. true backup. Is. Yeah, yeah. It'll, they'll split the rep. They'll they'll make this a competition structurally. I don't know that it is, but I I do believe that he'll have mm-hmm. his reps with the ones. Baker will have his reps with mm-hmm. the ones. You know what I mean? Like they'll go back and forth. Right, because he's learning a new offense and needs it. But they also they've got to see what he's got. This is year three for him now. That's it. They've got to know if he can first be a backup in this league. Right. And the second, you know, be, become a starter. They need to kind He's of start to figure that out. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has a lot of advantages, right? Like uh, one of though, uh, although we talked about this, you know, like you didn't do him any favors by changing the offense, right? Because he had worked in one offense two years in a row. Um, and he's got new coaches and, and all of that. So that's not necessarily in his favor. So even Baker Mayfield's going to come here. The other thing about Mayfield is um, this offense that Dave Canales is putting in is going to have the RPOs. It's going to have the quarterback on the move. It's going to have the rhythm passes, right? All that stuff. That is right in wheel in the wheelhouse of Baker Mayfield. That is what he has done and done very well. In fact, he spent a month of playing games with the Rams, and that's what this offense is really built from, Right? Mm-hmm. And so that's another disadvantage, I think, for Kyle Trask. Now, Trask has guys in that locker room. He has allies. You have to make those, even though you're not playing. You need to make those relationships. You need to forge those as a backup quarterback because one day they're going to be your guys. And so he knows the the lay of the land. He knows the team. He knows the teammates. They know him. They like him. He's a different type of leader. Right, he's he's not vocal per se. He's not demonstrative per se. But he does it in his own way. There's nothing wrong with that. There's no wrong one right way. The thing that that does not favor him at all is that he's not played right. And and look, maybe he steps up to the plate and he's one of those guys that hits a home run in his first at bat. But Baker Mayfield's been in the fire. Baker Mayfield has won games. He's won playoff games. He was a first overall draft pick. He was a guy that was counted on with a really bad Cleveland franchise day one. He's had to go through some stuff, right, and come out the other side. These are trials that Kyle Trask hasn't been in for a very long time and not at the NFL level. So I agree with you. I think it's Mayfield's job to lose. Like Trask would have to really make a big statement to beat him out. And I think he'll get the opportunity. I think he'll play with Mike Evans and Godwin, whatever limited reps those are in practice or whatever. But so will, May- so will Mayfield. And the one of the things I was told um, just tonight was Mayfield really kind of targeted the Bucks. Like, he's not a dummy either, right? Like, he looked around the league and said, hmm, so I this will be my fourth team since last July. Think about that, right? He was traded in July a, a year ago and it hadn't even been a year um from the Cleveland Browns to the Carolina Panthers and then from the Panthers to the Rams after he was cut he went to the Rams on waivers 
and now he's with the Bucks. That's a lot of football teams to be jumping around from. So he knew the landscape of the NFL and where he had his best chance to win. He knew that the Bucks still have plenty of, of pieces here. And he didn't ask for a ton of money. He got what Drew Locke got, maybe a million more. Um, it's not about the money this year. It's about the money in future years. And so in this case, and we talked about this the other night, like the Geno Smith model works for Baker Mayfield. You come in, the 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 forty minute the franchise quarterback is gone. In this case, it's not Russell Wilson traded to Denver. It's Tom Brady retiring. You come in, it's a blank slate. There's a couple guys you're competing against, and if you win the job and win and do well, and mind you, Geno Smith was great last year. He's a he's the NFL comeback player of the year. They won nine games. It's not like they went to the Super Bowl, right? But people wrote them off so much because of Russell being gone. They won nine games. They lost in the playoff wild card round to San Francisco. And he got a three-year contract worth over $100 million. That's what Baker Mayfield is after. Let me find a team and win, right, where I can win and play. Um, and then the money will be there after that. And and that's the Geno Smith situation that he's trying to replicate in my mind. So I want to get a little bit into uh, Jamel Jean's story and maybe um, some on Anthony Nelson as well, who also signed his contract on Thursday. But first, I want to tell you guys how to save money on your electric bill. It's May Electric Solar. Now, they're a family-owned business. They've been operating in this area for 13 years now. There's a lot of these companies out there, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty plus with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That is what they call the May difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all kinds of products. They uh, conduct on-site testing. You know exactly what they're going to install to fit your needs. Plus, they don't use subcontractors. So all those guys up there with the solar panels on, on the roof, those are Billy Mays guys, and that's important. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long and preserve the quality of your life and that of your appliances. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. I've said this before. People don't believe me. Like, I'm not a fan of teams. I gave away my fan card. It's part of my training, college, all of that stuff, right? I've done this a long time, covered a lot of teams. It's just not what we do. You know what I'm a fan of? People. I like people. And I like good people. You know who's good people? Jamel Dean's a good person. Jamel Dean's an unbelievable story. And I was genuinely happy for Jamel Dean, the person, when he showed up after signing the contract that he got against a ton of odds, by the way. Um, And we'll dive into his story just, just a little bit, but I mean, you talk about a guy um, who deserves a four-year, $52 million contract. And what I liked about it when he came out, <laughs> and we all know him because he's, you know, he's been here for four years or whatever. He comes out and he gives us sort of like the homecoming queen wave. And, and Jamel always smiles. That smile could not be wiped off his face if you tried he is he is over the moon that he has accomplished this. And 
everybody is happy for him. And it's because of his story. Like, his story is incredible. Like, this was a guy who was a really great high school player and was an early enrollee at Ohio State. And he goes to Ohio State, and he had some knee injuries, and they disqualified him because of a knee injury. And he was devastated by that. And he went back and he rehabbed, and, and you know, he basically enrolled at Auburn and got red-shirted, you know, because of the medical situation and whatnot. And back then, you know, if you transferred, you had to set out a year. Like there was no, you know, no penalty deal phase. It was like, no, you transferred, you're out of year. So he's out of year. Then he comes back and he thinks he's going to play, and he tears his AC, the other leg. He tears the ACL. And he went to a deep, dark place. He's like, you know, he's talked about mental illness and depression and all that. And he had to learn how to talk to people and, and, and kind of get out of that funk. He's like, well, you rehabbed an ACL before. You have to find a way to do it again. And it would have been easy to let leave football behind. There was generally a feeling that, you know what, maybe he won't play again. And he didn't give up. Um, and he instead worked his butt off, got back into football, got into the lineup at Auburn, him and, you know, um, I mean, the guy made himself a player, and he was always fast. He was always long. He could do these things. And him and Carlton Davis had been together almost from the beginning. Even Carlton Davis was going to go to Ohio State, and they both ended up at Auburn. And then Carlton gets drafted by the Bucks. And then he gets drafted by the Bucks. He goes to the combine before he was drafted, and he runs like a four three zero. So it looks like the knee is going to hold up, right? And then his first game that he had was forced into starting in two thousand nineteen. I'll never forget it. They were playing at Seattle, and that was with the Russell Wilson Seattle was kind of rolling. They were good, um, and they got into a shootout. And before the game, and Dean was kind of playing kind of like a – at times he'd get in a nickel corner situation once in a while, that sort of stuff. Wasn't starting. But Carlton Davis gets hurt in warm-ups, and it's like, you got to go. You're starting. First NFL start about five, six weeks into the season, and he gets turned around all day. They throw three over his head. He gives, gives up three touchdown passes. I felt bad for the kid. I waited him out. We all talked to him in the locker room, and he was accountable. He was all that, right? Um, but realized I was not prepared for my shot, right? Um, and so he goes back to Tampa um, and decides, I need to learn football. I got to bounce back. Like, I was not ready. So he starts going in at 4 o'clock in the morning, 3.30 in the morning with Todd Bowles. I want to learn about film. I want to watch film. I want to do this. Tell me how to watch it. Tell me what to learn, all this stuff. The next week, he has one of the best games he's had in his career. Makes a bunch of pass uh, defenses. Has an inter- his first career interception against the Arizona Cardinals. They win. And from then on, he has devoted himself to being, you know, one of those guys that loves football, works hard at football, watches film, never wants to let his teammates down. And he's made himself into a really good NFL player to the point where he was rated in the top five of all players, regardless of position, of the free agents coming out this year. And so chances are, and I don't know what offers, he he mentioned that he had a chance to go up north, but he doesn't like the cold. (laughs) And he was like, yeah, I didn't want to about that. But he said it was kind of shaky. Like he knew the Bucs didn't have a ton of money and it was a little nervous feeling thinking that he might have to leave. And so, you know, he was 
pleased when, you know, they got able to sign him and he agreed to terms. He probably left some money on the table. But he said, you know, it's really big because me and Bowles, we put a lot of work in together. It was like, why would I let another coach reap the benefits of what me and coach did? (laughs) So he's like, this was really big because I only want to be coached by Bowles because he taught me everything I know. That's pretty cool. Like You don't get that very much. Like, no, I want to play with that guy. That's pretty cool. That is a, a great recommendation for your coach. And it, look, it's what we've always known about Bowles, particularly as a coordinator. Absolutely. We haven't seen yeah. necessarily as much success as a head coach from him. Sure. But we know as a coordinator throughout his career, players love playing for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we've seen that as, as they've been at multiple teams with him, et cetera. And when you see the top, maybe the top cornerback free agent say, no, I'm staying here because of that guy. Mm-hmm. That's a huge endorsement. Right. Right. I agree. And and he wasn't the only one. I mean, Anthony Nelson had opportunities. He decided to stay. He's been very productive when Shaq Barrett went out. He had about three games where he played 100% of the snaps, which is impossible to do at outside linebacker. Um, he's had 11 and a half sacks in two years. Extremely productive for the amount of reps that he gets. And, you know, he also could have gone someplace else, former fourth-round fourth pick, long guy, 6'7", you know, 270-something. Two, two and and so when you think about maybe Barrett coming back off that Achilles injury and then you have Nelson and Joe Tron, Swinka has to take a step. These were big signings for them. Like, and, and, of course, none bigger probably from an emotional standpoint, not so much tactically, although it's, he, he plays a, a great role. I would rank, you know, Jamal Dean as the most – important uh, person they resigned, but to get Levante David uh, going into his 12th season for a one-year deal for $7 million, when Tom Brady is gone, when he's not on this team, when you might have a new quarterback in Baker Mayfield, yes, you still got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Ryan Jensen and, you know, um, Devin White and Antoine Winfield Jr. You have leaders on this team, guys that have won rings, Um, but especially in the year when Brady isn't back, to get your nine-time you know, captain, um, that's huge. And he, and he came back for a $7 million deal guaranteed, made $12.5 million last year. So, again, he left money out there most likely. That's enormous. And so for all those things, right, for re-signing um, Jamel Dean, for finding Baker Mayfield, for re-signing Anthony Nelson and, um, you know, bringing back, Aaron Stinney and, and making the trade of Shaq Mason, all the things they have done, the boxes they checked. I got to be honest, I don't know what else they could have done um, that isn't a sound decision. Now, does that mean they're going to win the NFC South? No. I still think New Orleans is a prohibitive favorite. But if they get some luck with health, if they have another good draft, it's a lot of ifs. If Baker Mayfield is truly as motivated as I think he's going to be, mm-hmm. uh, and he has a good football team around him, they're going to win some games. And that was the whole point that Light was saying today was, look, there's challenges out there. We know it. We're going to get through it. But never once did we ever think that we're not going to be a good team this year. We have a lot of good players. We have players entering their prime, players in their prime, players having reached their the surface of their prime. And so he goes, you know, it's really the same situation that attracted Tom Brady to want to come here and sign in the first place. You know, it's a similar team. And he goes, and we're not done. You know, these guys wanted to come back. They believe in the vision that we have. 
in our coaches and our front office that that's all going to continue. It doesn't matter what you say now. None of this matters because we're sitting here and it is March. But if he's right and they and they get into September and they start winning enough games and they find themselves in a situation the way Seattle was. Seattle wasn't great all year. They had to they had to battle. They had to, you know, make the playoffs on the last week of the regular season. But if you have that kind of success and it's Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask at the helm, you know what? That's not bad following up all the mortgage years that they did under Tom Brady. And I think, yes, it's only March, but if you're gonna take a if you're gonna take a bow, yeah, come see my rings. That's what Jason Light says. Come see our jewelry. You know, we're gonna and, and we're not done yet. Like we really think there's plenty of talent here to compete in this division this year. And so, you know what? It was uh it was it was a fairly convincing argument. I'm not sure that they have all that they need yet, but then we're not we're not playing as he said. He goes, I'm not we're not playing a game tomorrow. Nope. You know, we've got a long way to go. There'll be the draft. You've got other teams yeah. will make some cuts as we get closer to training some camp. Bargain after... free agents, yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you're signing another quarterback. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's it's a long way until September, September 10th, 11th, whenever the season starts. Yep. The long yeah, way. I think September 12th this year. Yeah, okay. it's uh, – and, they, and they've – you know, the draft will be key. I mean, all those yeah. things are going to be even more important this year. But, shoot, I mean, I look forward like, – Baker Mayfield's going to join us. So I guess he'll be in town on, on either Sunday night he's flying in, um, going to have his physical on Monday morning regardless of whenever he gets here. It could be Monday morning. And then we'll get a chance – I'm told to talk to him fairly early or, or early afternoon on Monday, which would be really interesting to see sort of what his demeanor is, um, you know, what his mindset is. I can guarantee you this, and I'm, I think you're right, Steve. Was like he's not coming here to lose the job. Like he's coming, he's coming for the opportunity, and I think he knows what what's here as far as talent goes. It's going to be a really interesting NFC South because, you know, again. New Orleans has enough pieces. They're getting older, but they have enough pieces to compete. All these teams were only one game apart from each other last year. Carolina has gotten better at every area, but they're going to have a rookie quarterback and or Andy Dalton, who's not too damn bad. He almost beat the Bucs last year. Um, And then Atlanta, you know, they're going to try to battle it out between Desmond Ritter and and Taylor Heineke, who has given the Bucs fits. And they've gotten way better on defense with the acquisitions they've made this year uh, in terms of that. So, you know, pretty uh, pretty even division. Every team will, will you know, they'll be, they'll be exchanging, um, you know, wins and losses. I think they'll be knocking each other off. It's going to be hard to, to run the table in the NFC South or win one, lose one game, that kind of thing. Um, but it's going to be real competitive. And, and each of them are sort of at a different place in their development. But... Listen, that was a it was a big day. It was a big day for Jamel Dean, Anthony Nelson, Baker coming in here on Monday. I mean, and there's a lot of people that are jaded and Bucks Twitter and Bucks social media and all that. I would just say embrace uh, Joe Madden used to say that, right, Steve? Embrace the suck. When that is thing? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? Like it's not always gonna be uh Super Bowls and and, and uh boat parades, you know, unless you're a, a member of the Tampa Bay Lightning. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Which is a segue in the business that says... Hey, nice job, Tampa Bay Lightning, going into New Jersey and taking two games in three days up there. Very well done. Uh, Not quite the defensive effort on Thursday night as it was on Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. New Jersey pushed a lot harder, particularly as the game went on and in the third period Mm -hmm. pushed a lot harder, but the Lightning found a way to – well, they took leads and then took it to overtime and eventually the shootout where they won. Uh, How about Mm -hmm. Alice Kalorn? 0 for 3 in the shootout in his career before this year. He's now 2 for 2 this year, and both of them are the winning goals of the the shootout. Wait a minute. So he didn't even get a chance? He was 0 for 3 in his career? Yeah. He doesn't take shootouts very often. I mean, normally he looked like he'd been doing it his whole life. Yeah. But he hadn't scored a shootout goal before this season. Now he's 2 for 2 this year. He came up there with speed. It was the game winner, and Mm -hmm. uh, he just dumped it in there like, eh. I do this all day. Yep, it was nothing. Stamkos returned to the lineup, had two goals, looked great. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice pass by Sergachev on the on the last one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, power I mean, play goal right in his office. Oh God, exactly. It's so funny. Like he can still do that. Like it's so. It's like you know he's over there, right? And usually they kind of like tilt the ice that way, and but mm-hmm. they, they had good puck movement and Sergachev with like a touch pass over there, and he smoked it. It was a good game. It, it, you know, that game, the two games they played in New Jersey, and I know they said this during the broadcast, but I was thinking it before they said it, it, it kind of felt like a playoff game. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you're playing the same team in the same city a night apiece, right? It's, it's, that's what you do in the postseason. And it had that feel to it, like, mm-hmm. okay, they're really familiar with each other. They just played two nights ago. Well, it's, it's, that, um, it's making those adjustments that, you know, in the regular yeah. season, you see a team, you move on to the next city and then sure. you just move on like to the next city. team and, and, and in the playoffs week, yeah. you play the game then you go okay what adjustments do we need to make what do we need to do different what are they going to do different you know we're going to yeah. change the lines we're going to change this we're going to yeah. attack this and that's what it kind of mm-hmm. felt like um it gets yeah. a really good team too i mean new jersey's a playoff team they're competing yeah. for the top seed in the metro division lightning or a playoff team yeah you know the, i mean the the lightning are trying to figure out where their game is and as they're approaching the playoffs and and, you know, that magic number shrinking, they're getting there. The Devils are trying to make statements against teams. You know, the Devils probably surprised some people this year with how well they're doing. I, I mean, I thought they had a shot to make the playoffs this year. I didn't expect them to compete for the Metro Division. And, you know, they were a couple nights ago tied with Carolina for points. Um, you know, I think that's a surprise of how well they've done. Um, so, it, you know, it was a fun game, and they're going to play again Sunday, this time at so Amelie Arena. So That's so weird. And uh, and there's a game with Montreal before that, right? That's correct. And that game tonight was wild. Did you see that at all? Mm-mm. So Florida and Montreal. Montreal scores 16 seconds into the game. By the end of the first period, the score was Florida 7, Montreal 3. What? Ten goals scored in the first period. Just past midway through the second period, it was 9-4. to four. 
finished nine to five, but that was a crazy game. Nine so Carolina, five, so four, Montreal gave up not, uh, nine goals in the first thirty-three minutes of the game. Holy cow! Yeah, but meanwhile, Phil Esposito tonight, along with Vinny LeCavalier and Marty St. Louis, will go into the Lightning Hall of Fame. The new Lightning Hall of Fame that was announced this year. So that's going to be so cool. They're the first that's three inductees nice at Amelie Arena tonight. They'll be also be honored before the game on Saturday with a puck drop. And a ton it. of players for for this weekend, right? There's like thirty some alumni in. Mm-hmm. Um, guys like Ben Bishop, Teddy Purcell, Vinny Prospel, Dan Boyle. Uh, I'm trying to think some of the ones we saw tonight. Um, Gosh, there's lots of them in. A lot of the 04 guys. Uh, Lukovic sure. was in. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Vinny and Marty will be in. I mean, Marty's coming in with Montreal tonight. Marty's coaching, so, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, just lots of guys. Andrew Chuck, of course, is there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, there's over 30 alumni. They'll walk the blue carpet before the game on, on Saturday. So if you're there, I think that's at 5 o'clock on the plaza. That'll All be the neat. alumni yeah. will come in. Yeah. So that's always great when those guys are back and they tell stories and you know whether you're watching on TV or just or just there in person and good for Phil and 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 Lecav- I mean that this is I I like the fact that they you know the Bucks it's the Ring of Honor this is the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame right whatever mm-hmm. um but their history is pretty steep now um with with not just Hall of Fame players but Stanley Cups and all of that so I like the first three selections. I think those are the most, you know, obvious three deserving guys to go in first. Yeah, I mean, class. Marty and Vinny have their numbers in the rafters, so that's kind of an automatic. Yeah. That separates them, right? And then there's a 10-person committee the that picked, and then the, there was a fan vote aspect to it too, but a 10-member committee plus some fan votes, and it was yeah. Phil was the lone representative. Yeah. No, it's really cool. Well, it'll be a great weekend there. Um, a good game against Montreal, obviously. The the Lightning with a couple of wins on the road against a good team, which is great. Uh, they're starting to feel feel it a little bit. The Stanley Cup playoffs start a month from tonight. Wow, wow, yeah, it's 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 crunch time. And baseball, Major League Baseball is around the corner. Less than Not two weeks, far, a couple of weeks, two weeks yeah. from yesterday will be opening day. And congratulations to before we wrap up to Neil Solons. This is not uh, in any way um, a job that he has asked for, and certainly not this way. Um, we all uh, still mourn the loss of Dave Wills, and and their, Dave and Andy have been together eighteen years. He's irreplaceable, um, unquestionably, both as a, as a broadcaster and a human being. There's nobody that was ever quite like him, and we're going to continue to miss him every day as his whole entire Rays family does as well. Um, but you know what? Um, Neil's going to do a great job. And mm-hmm. he's been with that organization a long time himself, right, Steve? He's been the pre- and post-game host and filled in I for want to say he started for... in 2012, so it's been over 10 years. Yeah, 10 years, man. So uh, it's going to be him and Andy. They, I think the Rays announced that right on yes. Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he officially so, joins as the, the, I don't want to say second announcer, but the other announcer in the radio booth. Part so of the radio team, yeah, him and Andy. It's yeah. Andy and Neil, and, uh, yeah. you know, as I was texting with Neil tonight, congratulating I mean, this is a dream, you know, this is a lifelong dream come true for Well, him. there's only, look, there's 30 of these jobs, right? And, mm-hmm. and it, there's two, if there's two radio announcers, so what, mm-hmm. we're talking about 60, right, in the world. And very often, and, and this has been unique to Tampa, is that 
very often there's at least one player, one former mm-hmm. player or manager that's in that booth. Yep. So, yeah, which means there's even less of those jobs. and Fewer, yeah. You know, so I was texting with Neil and just saying, hey, congratulations, you know, despite the circumstances, of course. and Which he, he, he would just, never want want to get it no. this way. And he just wrote back, yeah. you know, th- it was bittersweet. I mean, that's... Of course. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. But nonetheless, something that he um, has, has earned the opportunity and, mm-hmm. and, again, not what he asked for or would ever ask for, um, and it's going to be a difficult year. And I think, I think it's good that, you know, him and Andy have had a relationship for this many, for a decade now they have done games together. Mm-hmm. Um, and if Andy needed somebody or wanted somebody in that booth with him, and he preferred to hate Wills every day. Um, but this is someone that he knows, trusts, and the fans chemistry know. with, you know, the other the part is know. the fans right. know Neil. That's right. That's right. Those broadcasts will be great. Mm-hmm. You know, know he knows the do. Rays inside and out better than probably anyone. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Just sit next to him during a game. He'll call every pitch for you. It's unbelievable. It's like slider, change up. <laughs> like You're like the Tony Romo of broadcasters, and I'm sitting next to you here during a game. Neil? That's <laughs> right. It's great. But, uh, yeah, so I, I look forward to hearing him anyway. And, uh, yeah, a couple weeks away from uh, – from Rays baseball. So it's been a busy week. There's still more to do with the Bucks and Baker Mayfield in on Monday. Um, a busy weekend with college basketball. NCAA March Madness is here. Already had some Already upsets. Some upsets, yeah. How about Princeton? Princeton and Furman. Oh, Furman, yeah. How about that? Yeah, how about Virginia? What was it? It was the same date in 2018 when they lost as the number one seed. As the number one seed, yeah. yeah. Boy, that's tough if you're a Cavalier yep. fan. That is tough. Yep. You know, you don't want to be yep. known for that. But Had a hole-in-one at Valspar? Yeah, how about that? I hadn't seen that in a while. Jordan Spieth, by the way, is in second place. Just one stroke back. Nice day mm-hmm. by Jordan. By the way, the weather will be okay tomorrow, Saturday. Ooh, not bueno. Yeah, yeah. And the winds are whipping a little bit. It was tough today. Well, That's why they're Thursday. dying the river green on Friday instead for happy St. Patrick's Day, too. That's right. Happy St. Patrick's Day to all you Irishmen out there and and ladies and be safe. And, uh, you know, we'll come back here and we'll talk to you on Monday on uh, Sports Sunday for Monday, Monday morning uh, on Sports Day Tampa Bay. Thanks for listening. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.